I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry, week number 13. It's a lot of them things. Um, normally, you know, we start off with college football, but there weren't any games. But we're going to be continuing it a little bit in a little two-part segment, talking about what uh, some people in the uh, college football pl- playoff uh, analyst circle have called the biggest problem uh, with college football, uh, saying that the same teams win every year, that it's impossible for some teams to get into the playoff. And we're going to be breaking that down over these next two weeks. So, Sam, I'm just going to rapid fire some questions at you. Okay, first question. Uh, will any non-Power 5 team make it to the college football playoff underneath this current system? They can, but it's not likely at all. Because we saw this season with Cincinnati, they went undefeated. And we saw a few seasons ago, UCF went undefeated and they still got the snub. So I just don't think we'll see any non-Power 5 teams make it into the playoffs right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that with just maybe a little bit of time, you know, under this current system, maybe one or two teams could get in, like, in, like, 10 years. But just because, you know, how much the uh, committee looks at, you know, strength of schedule and those kind of things, it's all. it feels like all the stars have to align. Uh, for any non-Power 5 team to get in. And it felt like that with, like with, like you said, with that UCF team. You know, they beat, I think, uh, Georgia handily in uh, their New Year's Six Bowl. And uh, they even called themselves uh, national champions. Uh, they got sued by Alabama, obviously. But, um, yeah, something interesting to think about and uh, some reason for change. And so my next question that could potentially change that, should, the co- should college football go to an eight-team playoff? Yes, they should, because it gives teams like Cincinnati and UCF an opportunity to go to the playoffs. Yeah, I think a lot of the criticism against a uh, eight-team playoff has always been, you know, scheduling conflicts with the NFL. But I think if they did like a Monday, like how they had, the, you know, the national championships on a Monday, have the semifinal on that day, and then the uh, national championship the consecutive Monday. Um, but so my follow-up question to that is: is should under the eight-team playoff, should the Power Five champions get an automatic bid into the playoff under that uh, proposed system? I don't think so because you could have a Pac-5 or Pac-12 team that went six and three or so and just did not play up to the other conferences' standards. I just don't think that team should have the opportunity to have an automatic bid. Yeah, obviously um, the Pac-12 has been lagging behind in the uh, past couple of years. Um, But I do think that um, it would give a sense of balance, um, you know, just to, you know, kind of make it put less pressure on the committee to decide things because, you know, the whole committee aspect is kind of the problem here. Um, but uh, a lot of things to consider 
But uh, we'll be back next week uh, to discuss more problems uh, with uh, the college football system. But coming up next, we're going to be breaking down a jam-packed weekend in the NFL. All right, welcome back uh, to Carter Murray. Uh, jam-packed NFL weekend, uh, the divisional round weekend. And I'll get to start us off with the Saturday games. And the first game uh, was the Rams-Packers. And I think this was just a brilliant, complete game played by the Packers. They win 32-18. Aaron Rodgers with 296 pass yards and two passing touchdowns. And we're going to be doing a question for each game. So my question for this game for you, Sam, is does this game push Aaron Rodgers over the top as the MVP of the season? Yes, he's definitely the MVP. And if it's anybody else, then I'm not sure what's going on and who's selecting. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. I mean, he has just played so solidly all season and uh, another complete game by him and that whole Packers squad. Uh, but the next game on uh, Saturday was a Bills win, 17-3. Uh, and they make it to the AFC Championship uh, for the first time, I think, in 26 years. But the big story, I think, was Lamar Jackson having just a terrible game. Uh, 14 for 24, uh, 162 passing yards. He gave up a pick six and no passing touchdowns. And so, Sam, my question for this game is will the Bills' defense be the biggest factor in the uh, AFC Championship? Yeah, it's going to have to be, even though the Bills have their insanely strong offense. It's just, it's not quite as strong as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, I got to agree with you here. I mean, uh, I will talk about that Browns-Chiefs game a little bit later, um, but just incredible uh, defensive game plan. Uh on the uh, Bills' part, I know uh, Lamar Jackson had to exit the game with an injury, but just to hold him in check all night, um, just an incredible game uh, overall by the Bills, and uh, I'm looking forward to that AFC Championship. But Sam, why don't you tell us what happened on those Sunday games? Uh, well, the Chiefs slipped by the Browns, with Patrick Mahomes having 255 passing yards, a passing a passing touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. So I ask you, Dean, was it the referee's fault that the Browns were not able to come around? I gotta say yes. Um, I mean, you could clearly you could watch that replay, you know, 50 times. I mean, it's gotta hurt if you're a Browns fan, but you can clearly see on the replay that the Chiefs player led. Uh, with the helmet, should have been called targeting. Uh, the Browns would have had the ball, I think, at like the 15-yard line. But, um, you know, good play on the Chiefs' part, uh, even though it should have been targeting to, you know, knock out that ball and get a touchback, another rule that people are arguing over. And, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of the problem with the NFL, you know, how the, these games, they get so close and one call can just – swing it uh, one way, um, but I think uh, the biggest thing that I will be looking forward to is to see if Patrick Mahomes will be able to play uh, against the Bills because, you know, he came out of the game with a concussion. Uh, I'm not sure, like, how confirmed, how severe the concussion is, 
Um, but I think that is going to be um, something to look forward to uh, with this AFC Championship matchup. Later on on Sunday, the Buccaneers took out uh, Drew Brees and the Saints 30-20. to Tom Brady had 199 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. So... Is this Drew Brees' last I game think so. as a um, Saint you know, in he, his career? You saw those clips of him talking to Jameis Winston, um, saying allegedly, this is your team now. Um, but hey, this has definitely got to be emotional yeah. uh, for uh, Saints fans. Uh, we got to have David Bowie on if he does announce his retirement because, you know, he has been the staple of this franchise for a decade and a half. And uh, I think it's going to be really sad to see him go, even though, you know, usually beats us at least once a year. But um, it's going to be sad to see him go. Um, great player, and uh, he had a great career with the Saints. Uh, but now it is time for our playoff predictions. Last week, Sam, what a showing, got every single game right. He is now at 8-2 and two, uh, with his record. I am sitting at 6-4. and four. I've got two of the games right. Um, but how we're going to do this is a little competition. Is the Super Bowl will be a tiebreaker, so I'm not out of it yet. So, oh, whoever gets picked Super Bowl right, obviously, if we're tied, will win. So, Sam, got to ask you, NFC Championship, who you got, Buccaneers or the Packers? The Buccaneers looked really good last night, but. The Packers are just unstoppable. Yeah, I'm going to have so, to agree with you here. I mean, the Packers. the Packers just have played so many complete games this season on offense and defense, so I look for them to get the win here. All right, what about in the AFC Championship? Obviously, uh, we're recording this on a Monday, so we do not know about the Patrick Mahomes situation, um, but I, I guess we're going to assume that he's going to be able to suit up. Who do you have, Bills or Chiefs? Um, the Bills on Saturday night looked like a really good team, and their defense came up strong, and I just don't think that there is a team that can stop the Bills, yeah, not even um, the Chiefs. Obviously, for the purpose of the, the game, since you picked the Bills, I'm going to have to pick the Chiefs if I want to win. Um, you know, I'm hoping that Patrick Mahomes will come back, um, you know, for my prediction, but I think either way, I clearly think that the Bills will have a shot. Um, you know, you kind of saw, I don't know, you know, the Bills, I feel like this whole season they've had such good game plans, and you saw, you know, sort of the weaknesses come out of that Chiefs team, uh, definitely in that Browns game. Uh, but a lot to look forward to next weekend. Uh, that Buccaneers-Packers game will be at 3.05, and the Bills-Chiefs game will be at 6.40. Uh, but that is going to about do it for our NFL segment. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be looking at an interesting week in the ACC for college basketball. All right. Uh, welcome back to Carter and Lowry. And uh, the Tar Heels uh, still ranked. Uh, they won one game and lost one game this week. Uh, they beat Syracuse on Tuesday, 81-75. to But they lost to Florida State on Saturday, 82-75. to uh, In that Syracuse game, Armando Baycott, Stays very consistent. Um, 
15 points, 12 rebounds, two assists. And Gary Brooks also had a strong game with 16 points and 10 rebounds. Um, next week, the Tar Heels will face Wake Forest on Wednesday, and they will play the NC State Wolfpack on Saturday. So a big week for the Tar Heels. I think it would be very critical if the Tar Heels can get two wins. I think they could possibly give us a chance to get back into the rankings, uh, but only time will tell. So, Sam, what were some other notable ACC games this week? Well, on Saturday, number 18 Virginia absolutely annihilated my Clemson Tigers. 85 to 50. How does that even happen? I mean, Clemson's just looked like such a consistent team throughout this whole season. And then you come up against one of the best opponents we've played, and we just came out flat. I. I would have been all right with it if we had at least been able to keep it within 20, but no, we lose by 35. But anyways, Virginia Tech squeaked by Wake Forest 64-60 to 60 on Sunday, and that is it for the ACC this week. Yeah, some uh, ranked teams in the ACC this week. Uh, Virginia clocks in at number 13. They're 9-2 and two on the season and undefeated at 5-0 and oh in conference play. Virginia Tech clocks in at 16. They're 11-2 and two on the season and 5-1 and one in conference play. And number 20, uh, at number 20 is Clemson. They're 9-2 and two on the season and 3-2 and two in conference play. Um, but I do want to point out a cool stat uh, for you guys. For the first time in 39 years, Duke and North Carolina are not in the AP Top 25. Uh, that just goes to show you know, how crazy of a season it has been. Um, but our big debate question for the week, are, Sam, are, the, are these Tar Heels tournament bound? Um, I think it completely depends on how they do in the big four games. Obviously, they've already lost to NC State once. But I think coming up, if they can beat State on this upcoming game, and if they can beat Wake upcoming this week, then I think they'll be in a lot better shape than they are right now. Yeah, um, like you said, I think that getting those two wins would be great. Uh, but the ACC's kind of lacked a little bit, so I think we can pick up hopefully some easy wins. Uh, I say that, uh, but you never know with this team. Um, but I think it really depends on our performance in the ACC tournament. You know, we have to, you know, get to the semifinal or get to the final because last year, I mean, I don't think we were going to make it anyway unless we won the ACC tournament. But this is definitely a better team than last year's team. You know, even last year definitely didn't count because, you know, the season was stopped because of COVID-19. But I think – you know, obviously we were on a pretty big streak of making the tournament. I think this team is definitely capable, um, but unless they somehow find a way to win the ACC tournament, I think the realistically the best uh, this team can do is be maybe a nine seed. Um, but that is going to be it for our college basketball segment. Uh, coming up next, a little bit of a uh, poor week for the Hornets. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, our NBA segment. And uh, all the Hornets went 4-0 last week. Uh, this week is a very different story. Uh, going 0-3 on the week. Uh, now 
at six and eight on the season. We lost the Mavericks and the Raptors twice. Um, just to get into these games a little bit, I mean, the Mavericks game obviously got off to a little bit of a poor shooting start, but it really just demonstrated how much we need a center. You know, obviously the Mavericks have guys like Willie Collestein and uh, Boban who are just enormous, and we just had no answers for them. Uh, Chris Porzingis as well. But um, two really tough losses to the Raptors. Both times we lost by only three. And then they just shot the lights out from three. So I don't think this is one that you can really get mad about. Um, but next week, uh, we were supposed to play the Wizards on Wednesday, but that is not happening now because of uh, contact tracing. So that game will be postponed. So we will play the Bulls on Friday and the Magic on Sunday and Monday. Um, but these these are a critical stretch of games. You know, try to get back over 500 this week. At least win two of these games. You know, Magic obviously are in our division, so we'll play them a lot. Um, but I'm excited to see Cole Anthony. Um, obviously, uh, go Heels. But uh, Sam, who is our player of the week this week? Our player of the week this week is P.J. Washington with two 20-point triple-doubles against Toronto. So, yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Um, sorry, that was a double-doubles. But, um, yeah, he came actually uh, – maybe he had a triple-double in one of the games. But, I mean, just a fantastic two games for him again in Toronto. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, really we need to rebound next week. Um, but let's take a look at the top dogs uh, in the, over in the East. The Bucks regained the one seed at nine and four. The Celtics are at the two seed at eight and four. The 76ers are the three seed at nine and five, and the Pacers are the four seed at eight and five. Sam, what's going on in the Western Conference? So right now in the West, we have the Lakers at in first at eleven and three. The Clippers coming in at second at ten and four. The Jazz at nine and four, and the Suns at the fourth spot at seven and four. Yeah, obviously you might be thinking, how come the Suns have only played eleven games? How come the Lakers have played fourteen games? It's all about that contact tracing. The NBA is trying to really crack down and not allow games to happen. You know, if there's any kind of risk. Uh, so you know, with the weird things are going to happen like that. You know, weird postponements. Uh, but we just got to adjust and adapt. Uh, but the leader in points right now uh, is Bradley Beal, uh, still averaging 34.9 points per game. Uh, Sam, who is leading the league in rebounds this year? Right now, leading the league in rebounds is Andre Drummond with 15.8 rebounds per game. Yeah, and Nikola Jokic uh, regains the assist uh, crown for the moment, uh, averaging 10.3 assists per game uh, back from James Harden. And James Harden has probably been the biggest uh, piece of news in uh, the NBA this week. Obviously, a blockbuster deal uh, involving four teams that sent James Harden to the Nets. And the Nets basically gave up like three, I think it was three second-round picks and pretty much three of their best, you know, kind of role players in Jared Allen, uh, Karis LeVert. Um, But... Sam, the biggest question I think on everyone's minds uh, is, do you think the Nets are just going to win the finals this year? No, they won't because all three of their supposed stars on that team are very much so ball hogs, I think. 
especially Kyrie Irving and James Harden. And uh, Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant's the least ball hog on of your three stars, then I think there might be some issues. Yeah, obviously we haven't gotten to see um, them three all play together um, because Kyrie Irving had some uh, – he went to a birthday party, I think, uh, without a mask on, and uh, he has been a little bit. It was not a suspension, mm-hmm. but the league said, you know, you, you got to sit out some games. But uh, we will definitely report to you what we think about uh, when uh, these three stars get to play together. Uh, but that is going to do it for episode number thirteen. Um, normally, I just say, you know, thanks for listening, but um, we had possibly, I think, our greatest blooper ever. Um, mm-hmm. During the recording of this episode, um, I think at the first segment, we tried to record my pantry collapsed, and it was captured live. Um, So I will let you listen to that, and uh, that is going to do it um, uh, for this episode of of Carter and Lowry. Thanks for listening. Eight-team college football playoff. Sorry, hold on one second. I have no idea.